everyone, and welcome to Prepare the Way podcast. My name is Carol, and I am here with my friend Mallory as we are going to kick off a new topic this week, and this is going to be the topic that's on the fear of the Lord. So Mallory, are you with us today? Yes, I'm here. Mallory and I are actually trying something new where we are going to be be recording this podcast remote from each other. <laughs> so um, <laughs> this you are our big experiment today. So, um, <laughs> so this yeah. live it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is great. So yeah. Mallory, you actually chose this topic, um, the fear of the Lord. And so I'm just going to let you kick this whole thing off and kind of set it all up. Does that sound good? Great. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Um, yeah, welcome you guys. And before we start off, we are going to try to add in some really fun discussion topics um, because we've been getting great feedback on that. <laughs> um, so, Carol, we're going to start off just so you guys get to know each other, know us a little bit better. OK, so Carol and I both love Facebook Marketplace. Who out there loves Facebook Marketplace? It is yeah. so amazing. It is I love Craigslist. They really kicked it off. But Facebook Marketplace, you don't even have to email them. It goes straight to their phone. So anyways, Carol, <laughs> tell me about your favorite Facebook Marketplace. Oh, my I'm... gosh. Valerie, you're so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, actually, last fall, I was uh, we were redoing some things in our house. And so I was totally addicted to Facebook Marketplace and finding great deals on certain pieces of furniture I was looking for. And one of my favorite things, we found a ton of stuff for the house. But one of my favorite things is a chair that I call Sunny because it's this <laughs> yellow, it's a yellow um, swivel recline type chair. And I actually put it upstairs in my bedroom where I do all of my quiet time and prayer and all that. So everyone knows who Sunny is in this house. So that's actually <laughs> one of my favorite finds. Yeah. I How about love you? that. Yeah, well, I love how personal that, you know, how like it was in somebody's house, somebody else's house, but now it's just so special to you. It and your is. house looks yeah. great. Oh, thank you. found some great Facebook Marketplace <laughs> finds. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite, I recently found on Facebook Marketplace, it's a, we needed just a little extra furniture in our house and we got a Pottery Barn love seat for free on Facebook Marketplace. What? And it even came from a clean house. You know, it's not like you're picking it up on the side of the road. Yeah. But that is one of my favorites. And we actually put it in front of the TV. And we've been watching much more TV because of the couch. But it was so nice. <laughs> so it's good and bad. It. Yeah, it's good and bad. <laughs> you're like praising the Lord in your couch. I'm like watching Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, but, yeah, this woman, she was about to sell it for – she was trying to sell it for $100 – got no bites. And then I just reached out to her. The thing about Facebook marketplace though, is that you have to go so fast. Like you got to yeah. send them a date and a time. And so, yeah, it goes really fast fun. for sure. Yeah. But it is great. If you guys are looking for something, it's a wonderful place to find things on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in your area too, which is mm -hmm. so great. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so fun. But yeah, like Carol said, we are going to be covering a topic today and, you know, this is a topic it is not commonly talked about in the church. And we are going to be talking about the fear of the Lord. And you guys, this topic is so near and dear to God's heart. And it is so critical for us as believers to understand, pray for, and to live out if we really want to glorify and honor the Lord. And the reason why I chose this topic is, I just have to tell you guys, I 
for the last few weeks, very honest in this, but I have just not been so obedient and little things that the Lord has been asking me to do. Like, Hey, Mallory, like today, how would you fast coffee or Hey, get off your phone and spend time with me. And for some reason, it's just felt so hard these last few weeks. And I just feel that warring against my flesh. Um, and I sat down cause I just felt so just like in shambles, like, Lord, I'm not being obedient to you. I'm not being obedient in these things that you're asking me to do. I'm why am I struggling so much right now? And he told me that you, that I've lost the fear of the Lord in my life and that I've lost that part of keeping him in honor and praising him. And he was showing me that my flesh was becoming stronger than my zeal for the Lord and my fear of the Lord. And so, and it was the kindness of God. It's like, you know, his hand was just pressing on my heart. And I want to say to you real quick, there is a difference between conviction and condemnation. And condemnation says, I'm bad. What I did was bad and I'm stuck. But the Lord pressing on your heart is conviction. And I felt so fathered by him in that moment. And this is just a side note of his kindness because conviction tells me, Yes, I did something wrong, but Jesus paid the price for me to walk in um, one repentance and turn the other way and walk in the new way. And um, and it was just so good. So the Lord just spoke that to my heart. And I realized that, you know, I realized that me, I've been following the Lord for eight years now. I would say that hopefully I'm somebody who fears the Lord, but I realized, you know, that we, as long as we are living on this earth, we have an enemy that wants to come against us and he wants to tell us um to not keep the lord in the right place he wants to distract us and so fearing the lord and honoring the lord is something that we're never going to graduate from so whether you are listening for your first time today whether you're sorry new in the lord or you've been walking the lord faithfully for 50 years now fear of the lord is a topic that we always need to be keeping that we always need to keep talking about because it is so important that we fear him and the enemy is trying is going to try to take that away from us. So that is just that was on my heart. And I thought this is a great podcast topic because <laughs> we don't talk about it very often. Um, so I'm really excited about what Carol and I are going to talk about today. So let's start with you, Carol. How would you define fear of the Lord? Well, thanks, Mallory. You set up our time so well, and this is such an incredible topic, and not to let the cat out of the bag, but it is the title of our next Jeremiah's Call Bible Study. So mm-hmm. we are going to go deep and wide on this thing, but um, but I thank you for choosing the topic, and I know in the amount of time that we have, um, we're at least going to uh, hopefully inspire you to reflect more on this topic by the end of this podcast, and mm-hmm. one of the verses that the Lord has really had me reflect on in the last six months comes from actually Psalm 86 11, where he says, um, uh, Oh gosh, what does it say? Psalm 86 11, where it says, teach me uh, your ways. O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. And mm. I love that verse. And I pray that verse all the time because it is really important that our hearts are united with his to really understand and acknowledge his majesty. And in that comes this incredible awestruck fear of the Lord. Uh, But before we start, Mallory, I think the way you set it up was so great, but I just want to ask you this because um, 
you know, I'd like to ask the listeners this as well. But what is when when you hear that fear of the Lord, like what is what does that mean to you when you're saying that and you're sharing that in the opening uh, statements? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great question. And probably people would have a lot of different answers. So <laughs> it is good <laughs> to talk about. But for me, it means to have a reverence for God. And one of the names of God is El Elyon, which is the Lord Most High. And this is where we are to have God in our minds. He is the most high. He is high above what culture says. He is high above what our fleshly desires want. He is high above anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. He is the most worthy of praise because he is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He is the Alpha, which is the beginning and the first, and he is the Omega, which is the last or the end. And so fear of the Lord is having that view of God, is that he is far above. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His ways are higher than my ways. Um, I can't even begin to comprehend how holy and um, revered he should be. Yeah. Yeah. He is and should be. Mm -hmm. What about all of you out there? Uh, I I just want to ask the same question. You know, what comes to your mind when you hear the phrase fear of the Lord? Or what have you been told that it means? You know, it's really important to understand what kind of reaction or emotion it's going to create in us, because um, something we always say in our Bible studies, I think just about every single study, is we always uh, make the statement, which comes from Tozer, actually, A.W. Tozer, is what you believe to be true about God is the single most important thing about you. Mm -hmm. And so your fear of God or what you believe to be true about God is tied back this is the fear of God is tied back to your view of God. And there are a couple of ways um, that I just want to mention that fear is actually used in scripture. So again, I'm not sure what you've been taught or what you've been told, um, but I just want to share a couple of ways that it is used in scripture. And for time's sake, like I said, we're going to be, we're going to be sharing more on this in a Bible study, but, but for time's sake, we're going to be talking about how fear is used when speaking of reverence for God, as Valerie mentioned. And so depending on which Bible translation you use, you may come across words like reverence or you may come across a word like terrible or even dreadful. You'll see that in some of the Psalms and in some of the prophets. Mm -hmm. And it actually is referring to fearing the Lord and these words um, when describing the fear of the Lord. So this type of fear of dread or terrible or this reverence, like Mallory said, it means to stand in awe. It's a verb, actually, which means there's an action to it. So you have some kind of reaction of this, quote, fear. And so it's our response to somebody. It should be our response, actually, to someone in an exalted position when we are taking an action by standing in awe of them or in dread of their presence because they're so powerful. It's not a simple fear um, and being casual with God, but it's an awestruck reverence, whereby as individuals or believers, we recognize, as Mallory said, the power and the position of the person who's being revered and render him the proper respect. And for Christians, it implies to me full submission to the Lord. My husband loves to teach on submission, but it truly does encompass everything. Kind of like when the angel of the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I know that thou fearest God. 
or when uh, the people were delivered from Egypt and they saw God's great power through all of those signs and wonders. And it says they feared the Lord and believed him. And what happens is that this type of reverence goes beyond that initial response we have to someone in an exalted position and actually moves to a fear when people learn to show. So it's not just a feeling, but they learn to actually act. It's that verb to show proper honor for God when they stand in awe of him. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I loved what you said, too. It requires full submission to the Lord or it implies full submission to the Lord. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes we don't think of that. And I love that you said it was a verb. It is in action. It's not just a state of mind, but it's we are walking with the Lord. We are doing that. And I think that I'm so glad you pointed that out because I think I just see that missing a lot today yeah. in Christian culture. So I'm so glad that you said that. So why would you say, Carol, that why are we to fear the Lord? <laughs> because he's God and we aren't. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think to answer this question, I think we have to look at, at a couple of sources in particular. And, you know, one is his word. We always re- redirect people back to the word anyway. But one is his word. And two is the Holy Spirit who's our teacher and through his word and through the revelation of his spirit, two things unfold. We come to know and understand the nature of God himself, who is the object of our fear. And that's really important because then we discover the power of our God's words. And so when we really start redirecting our focus onto him, who's the object, uh, we start to really realize the weight of the words in scripture. So thinking about this, Um, When we think about the fear of the Lord, we think about the following, for example. You had mentioned this a little bit ago, um, but the fear of God himself in his nature through his names and his actions. And you were mentioning some of the names of God, and that is something that we always try to encourage people to learn. uh, Because once you start learning about the names of God, in each name is tied an aspect of his nature. And in that aspect of his nature, of course, is an action. So, for example, when he was delivering the people out of Egypt and bringing them on a journey to Sinai, you know, they came across waters that were bitter. So he had the people throw in a piece of wood into the waters and to make them not bitter anymore so they could actually drink the water. And he became known as the God who heals. He makes bitter experiences sweet. So he was revealing an aspect of his nature to the people, but also providing an action with it. And that is why people refer to God as Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And in that same journey, when um, the people were hungry, they he provided quail for them. He provided manna from the desert and uh, on, in the desert. And he became known as Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And that way, people come to know God, even mod, even present day, when they are in need of something or trying to pay a bill or just trying to get through something or put a food on the table. People will stand in faith and say, we know you are Jehovah Jireh and you are the God who provides. And so in that, there's an action tied and it's our faith that will trigger the action. So so when we're talking about the fear of the Lord, it's coming through the revelation that the Holy Spirit gives us of who he is through his names and his nature but also through his word who confirms it. And so um, there's also that. So besides the fear of God himself, there's the fear of his word, which scripture says is a sword. 
you know, it is sharper, actually, and more powerful than, than a two-edged sword because it really discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. It brings out, it separates the lie from the truth. And so we can count on his word. His word is also uh, compared to a fire in Jeremiah. Fires run very swiftly. His word is also compared in Jeremiah to the force of a hammer. You know, fires run swiftly, but the hammers have impact. That's his word. But his word is also associated as a light. We grope around in darkness if we are not following the word of God. And so it is the only thing that's going to light our path. Then there's also the fear of his presence. He had the fear of God himself through his nature and names, the fear of his word, but then the fear of his presence. You know, keep in mind, man crumbles to dust at the presence of God. I can hear your babies, Mallory. It's so cute. Oh, no. <laughs> this is real life here. This is real life. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, no, it's a sweet, sweet sound. Um, but fear of his presence, man crumbles to dust at the presence of God. And don't ever forget that. You know, even though he is showing us to himself in his robes of salvation through Jesus, but he is still a magnificent presence, so much so that John fell as though dead at the presence of his friend Jesus in the book of Revelation. And keep in mind mm-hmm. throughout the Bible, especially in Daniel, where even in the presence of angels, uh, that presence have been dreadful to people where they too have fallen out in front of angels. And yet think of how much more the presence of God is. And then lastly, I think what's important in the fear of the Lord is also fear in worship. And what I mean by worship is all manner of our service to him, intercession, prayer, uh, the quality and condition of the work that we are doing for the Lord. That is all aspects of worship. Worship isn't just singing, my friends. It's how we live our life in alignment with him. So fear of the Lord is awe and is reverence, but it's fear in all aspects of who God is that is revealed in his word. And that's why I just want to quote a couple of verses that I think are super important to keep in mind, um, where he says, to this man I will look, even to him who was poor and of a contrite spirit that trembles at my word. Or how about Jesus's words from the New Testament, if you don't want me to refer to an Old Testament passage, where Jesus says, the word I have spoken it shall judge you and so consequently dispose of you in the last day, John 12, 48. So Jesus, too, is reminding people how powerful his word is and to fear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I love that verse, too. Uh, to this man, I will look even to him who is poor and contrite of spirit that trembles at yeah. my word. Since the Lord revealed that to me that I've been lacking for the Lord. I've been praying that verse over myself every day that, um, and other versions say a humble spirit. Um, man, the word is just so good and just so so good. Pray to him as well. And it's so sad that today so many people are turning away from his word and not living a biblical worldview like you and I have talked about in other podcasts. And yet it is so Mm -hmm. instrumental and critical to our walk with him. Yeah. It's so true. So we're going to, did you want to say something else? No, no. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> um, it's like we're not help. in person, so I don't. <laughs> I know it is different I'm being like, not in person. It's like I can't see your face. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we usually um, give looks to each other during our podcast and it's kind of funny. <laughs> anyway. I know. And now I'm like, can you hear every swallow that I can hear anything? Because I have my AirPods in, so it's very close to my mouth. Anyways, yeah. I'm moving on. <laughs> But okay, so let's talk about the benefits that we get when we fear the Lord, which is just 
so good to talk about and so encouraging. Um, so one of them are God's faithful love, forgiveness of sin, and the Lord's compassion. So we see this in Psalm 103, verse 11 through 13. It says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love toward those who who fear him. As mm. far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And you guys, this verse right here show us that these blessings, they're conditional. We do mm. not automatically receive these blessings. It says very clearly that these are for those who fear him. Mm. And so are you walking in fear of the Lord? Are you realizing that you're missing out on these blessings? Um, then come back into alignment with fear of the Lord. And I think right now too, what we do is we kind of throw out fear of the Lord of like, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed, but you're really not. Yeah. According to these verses without, without fear of the Lord. Um, and I want to say that too. There are so many verses that I think are taken out of context these days that are blessing, blessing God's love, but it is a conditional statement. If you obey me, if you obey my commands, then you receive this blessing. Yeah. Um, And so that's just a good one to keep in mind. So that is the first one is God's faithful love, forgiveness of sin, and the Lord's compassion. Okay, the second one, and I kind of touched on this um, when I first opened up the podcast, but it's freedom from sin. So we see in Exodus 2020, Moses says to the people, do not be afraid, for God has come in order to test you and in order that you may fear that that the fear of him may remain with you so that you may not sin. So this Mm. is telling us that if we are filled with the fear of the Lord, it will enable us to not sin. And I can totally relate this in my own life. Like I was saying, if I have an honoring view of God, if I have, if I have fear of him, it is so much easier to walk in obedience and to not sin. And so if you are struggling with sin in your life, pray for the fear of the Lord, have that right view of God, um, because I'm so motivated to not grieve God by sinning that that power overrides my flesh. And it really is so supernatural. It empowers us. Um, and I think it is so important. We'll probably touch on this at the end. But and Carol said this too. unite that verse in Psalm 86, 11. It says, unite my heart to fear your name. David was asking for the fear of the Lord. And I think that we are to do the same. And so take these verses. We'll talk about this more at the end, but take these verses and ask for that fear of the Lord. And um, I promise you that you will, that sin will have a looser grip on you when you have that right view of God. Um, And so another one is wisdom and knowledge. So Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 15:33 says the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor comes humility. So we just see that. Um, and these are a lot of fear of the Lord, like the fear of the Lord is, yeah, the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. And um, so that is an outpouring of that. Yeah, that is so good. And, you know, it makes me think of in the book of Job when it's talking about the fear of the Lord. And and I cannot remember. Is it Job 28, maybe? Um, Don't hold me to that, but I think it might be Job 28. But what he does is he goes through a whole um, section of imagery on mining, how people will mine for silver and gold. And I think Proverbs touches upon that just for a moment, not to the extent of Job, but we are to mine for that. 
it is something that we should be seeking in our life um, to mine for these things. Wisdom and knowledge and understanding all start with the fear of the Lord. So I just Mm -hmm. wanted to mention that. Yeah, I love that. I think that's such a good picture of it that, I mean, and that's the conviction as well. How much are we seeking? Are we mining for other things? How much are we seeking and asking the Mm -hmm. Lord for the fear of the Lord? Um, yeah, it's convicting to me right now because, like I said, this is on the top of my prayer list right now. I'm like, Lord, <laughs> yeah. I've been yeah. asking for these other things, but my soul is more important and how I praise you and how yeah. I stand before you is so much more important. Yeah. So to mind for those things, I think that's so good. Um, so then the last benefit, and there are probably so much more, but I'm just trying to cover a couple of them. Carol, you talked about this in a previous episode, but freedom from fear of anything else. And so I think we talked about this in one of the prayer podcasts, but maybe you can expand upon this a little bit, that when you came into the fear of God, other fears left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I spent, you know, I'm the last of 11 kids. So talk about being a pleaser. Um, I spent so much of my life, um, you know, I never wanted to offend anybody. I was very sensitive. I still am very sensitive to the needs of people, but I've just gotten more courage. And I, I, the only way I can tie it, in with anything when all of that fear of man left was the closer I drew to the Lord. And I had this sign that used to hang in my kitchen that says, he who kneels before God can stand before anyone. And that is so true. And Mm -hmm. what happened as you know, you draw close to him, he draws close to you. Right. And when you draw close to him, he lets you in on his secrets. And I know that might sound strange, but you start to see how magnificent, how big, how holy, how sacred he is. And that you see how small everyone else is, everything else is, I should say. And so it just left. Like, I don't, I just don't, I just don't fear people to any degree that I used to. And there's a great prayer that I might want to encourage anybody out there to pray. If this helps you, it's found in Ephesians one. I think it starts in 17 or 18. But it, where it says, Lord, give to me a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God and open the eyes of my understanding. And it continues on for several more verses into a very powerful prayer. So if some of you are wanting to know how to pray for more of the knowledge of God and who he is or to pray for that wisdom, pray that those passages. I, again, I think it's I know it's a, Ephesians one. I think it starts in chapter 17 or 18. But pray those next few passages to yourself, for yourself, uh, for God to enlighten your mind on this and to give you the knowledge of God, um, because he will. You know, he he watches over his word to perform it. And so he will he will give you that desire of your heart. Um, But I think something really important also to remember about the fear of the Lord, and we're going to talk about this in our Bible study, is that it is a grace. It is a grace of the Holy Spirit, an attribute of the Holy Spirit. And so many times um, I've been told, even by leaders in churches, um, that fear of the Lord uh, makes God seem angry. But yet is it, it is a grace of the Holy Spirit because it says in Isaiah 11 that the attributes of the Holy Spirit are wisdom and understanding and counsel and supernatural might and knowledge and fear of the Lord. And so it's just really important to keep in mind that it is a grace. And, you know, um, and this grace comes. I, I go back to the book of Acts 
it comes when we receive the Holy Spirit. You know, when those folks were waiting in the in the upper room and they were gathered in prayer and the Holy Spirit came, they all of a sudden were filled with this incredible boldness to proclaim who God is, to proclaim who Jesus is. And they had a very specific message of repent, be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. Today, we really don't use a lot of that language. We invite Jesus into our heart and we or people say receive Jesus. Well, in scripture, it says receive the Holy Spirit. And when we do, when we receive him, we yield or surrender to him. We yield to his leading. And only he can be the one to reveal the nature of God and his word to us. And that's what he does. When you ask the Holy Spirit to give you everything he has for you, my friends, strap in. Because, boy, God is going to come to alive to you in a whole new way. And one day, you know, we're all going to have to choose one day to either believe all of the word or part and to make changes in our life or to stay the same. And right now there's a lot of Christians out there that don't believe the whole word of God. And you've got some some things to wrestle through. I, I don't mean to give any disrespect, but, you know, you're going to have to decide uh, which side of the aisle you're ultimately going to stand on. Because right now God is going to. It says in his word, he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. And many people believe that's actually happening right now. And so it's time to pick a side. And Mallory, if I just have um, just another moment, I I think I have a good story to actually share along this line. Um, And I think it might create a good picture of how powerful, you guys, the Holy Spirit is to bring revelation to people. And this was actually Mm -hmm. a story from 1741. And some of you are going to know this man's name because he's pretty well known, um, old time preacher guy. Anyway, it was Jonathan Edwards. And he was the pastor of a congregational church in Northampton, Massachusetts. And he was educated at Yale. Uh, But he delivered a very powerful and what many today would call a dangerous sermon uh, when he was in Enfield, Connecticut. And it was during a revival tour. Well, that message that he delivered was published shortly after in Boston. And the title of his sermon was called, quote, Sinners in the Hand of an angry God, end quote. And I'm going to tell you, it was hellfire brimstone style sermon, not typical of Edward's work at the time, especially since he also published a really famous book, which I have called The Life of David Brainerd, which inspired thousands of missionaries around the world. If you want a book to read about a person who's so sold out for the Lord, read that, The Life of David Brainerd. But anyway, uh, regardless, That one, uh, this one about sinners in the hand of an angry God quickly became one of his best known publications. Now, keep in mind that this sermon was delivered during the period of what was known as the Great Awakening in America. And this was when a movement by the Holy Spirit occurred from Maine all the way down to Georgia in the 1740s. And and Jonathan Edwards played an influential role in that movement. Well, because the Holy Spirit got a hold of this man to have him preach this super strong, difficult sermon. And he did it in obedience to what God showed him to do. And I'm going to tell you, if you, you can buy the sermon, it's a little booklet. And when you read it, you're going to be like, wow. I mean, it is, it's a strong message, but something incredible happened when he delivered it. When he concluded, um, the sermon, he concluded with an urgent appeal for his listeners to take advantage of, quote, the extraordinary opportunity of the moment, which was basically to receive Jesus Christ, to come to Christ. And people have this opportunity every day. And every day, it's still a moment for all of us, uh, you know, because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Well, anyway, he was addressing elderly, 
young adults and children, all age groups in the same sermon. Everyone was listening to it and it was strong. And he was urging them not to neglect this opportunity for salvation. And because God's spirit was pouring out all over the land and Edwards was, he just was one of the other instruments that the Holy Spirit was using to communicate. Well, the response to his sermon uh, was quoted as being swift and fierce because I heard once, and I've heard this from, you know, from multiple people over the last 20 years that when revival hits a place, it's violent. It's not pretty looking like we all picture. And that is so true when you study the revivals of the times past. And what happened was Edwards was unable to finish his sermon due to the immense volume of weeping that was coming from the congregations. Even parishioners, they said, were clasping their hands on the pews in front of them in fear that they would be thrown into the lake of fire, which isn't funny. But at the same time, it's this imagery this, the spirit of God was falling on this congregation of people so powerfully, and it was wrecking their, it was wrecking them. And in other words, their hard-hearted resistance to God was melting away, and it was ushering in the spirit of repentance. And everyone came to repentance, children all the way up to elderly, and to the saving knowledge of Jesus that day. The grace, and that's where I want to get back to grace, the grace of the fear of the Lord fell upon these people. And friends, it was messy, but it was also beautiful at the same time. And I think today in church, Mallory, maybe you can agree or disagree. You know, we don't want things to be messy. We want things to be tied up in a pretty little bow. We don't want to preach a strong sermon. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to hear strong words today. We want revival to be some big party, and it will be at times. But it's going to be messy first because it's all about breaking hearts first and then cleaning them all up. And whether you or not you like Edward's method, it's not really about our opinion because it was a work of the Holy Spirit. And so if we're trying to change something the Holy Spirit was at work to do, then shame on us in a way because Edward's was just the messenger. And, and thank God he obeyed the leading of the Holy Spirit because it changed all those Lives And it's no different than what Peter did in the book of Acts. He gave a strong sermon after the Holy Spirit came upon them all, all about how all the Jews crucified Christ. I mean, talk about <laughs> feeling, you know, a little convicted. You've got 3000 staunch Jewish men from all these surrounding countries listening to Peter and, and he's, he's calling them out and they were all cut to the heart, just like these people in Edwards church, you know, so there's a strong fear of the Lord that, happens in this story on many levels from obedience to um, just the strong exhortations of the word. And um, so that's what I want to share on that. Mm -hmm. I think that's so good. I love that story of Jonathan Edwards too. And just how it just, and you know, I just kept feeling during this time while you were saying that the truth will set you free and the truth mm -hmm. of the full truth of who God is it will set you free and it will enable you to do everything that God calls you to do. And um, I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear that, but I just kept thinking of that verse. And can I tell you something at the end of that? I, mm -hmm. I didn't mean to catch off there, Mallory. No, um, I was done. I was sharing that. I, I had read his sermon. I had ordered the book. This was, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago, I think. And I read the sermon and I was sharing it with somebody. And, um, I got in the mail the following week a book from the same person I was sharing it with, which was Sinners in the Hand of a Loving God. They did not like um, 
they were not in agreement with Edward's sermon. So they wanted to send me um, a revised version of that, that a modern day teacher uh, took that and revised it. Um, and I think we have to be very careful of doing things like that because mm-hmm. that's what, that's what I said. When the spirit of God was pouring out all over the land, he's going to use any method he wants to break the hearts of people, to bring them back to God. And it's not done out of wrath or anger or, or any other motivation except love because it's mm-hmm. the love of the father that brings people to repentance, however he chooses to do it. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I think that's so necessary to hear too. Yeah. Um, Carol, you have some really good stats here with Barna research. Do you want to go over those? <laughs> I know. I was like, how long have we been going? Um, yeah, this was supposed to be a 15 minute. <laughs> you guys bear with us. Don't turn yeah. us off. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I, if you don't, this is only two seconds, guys, but mm-hmm. this is something really deep and important to consider. Mallory and I have been sharing different research in other podcasts, and I just want to add another statistic in here that um, this has been research in the last two years on the American Worldview Inventory. And I want to share this. I think it's going to surprise you that uh, this Barna research says that Americans are more confident today about the existence of Satan than they are of God. of adult Americans contend that Satan is an influential being compared to 51% who believe God is. That shows Mm. where our country's heading. And 49% aren't even sure God exists, but but they think Satan does. Isn't that incredible? And what about how 52% of adult Americans who contend that the Holy Spirit is not even a living entity, but a, quote, symbol of God's power, presence, or purity. And so it strikes me so deep in my heart because we are losing the concept of who God is in our country and actually around the world. And therefore, we are not a people right now that fear the Lord. We fear Satan more than we fear the Lord. And friends, Satan mm-hmm. is a created being. Even he he's on a leash by God. He can only do so much. And so he has to report into headquarters just like everybody else. So we need to understand and welcome the fear of the Lord back into this country. There's too little preaching on this. That's me personally speaking. And there's too little preaching on the Holy Spirit because people don't understand him either. And what it's done is it's left us vulnerable to these dangerous influences. Because I think like Edwards in the 1740s, our country needs another great awakening. Mm hmm. Carol, I'm so glad you're saying this. And it's this truth that is being spoken that we're talking about right now that really led me to being, God, you have my full yes. It's like the truth will set you free. It will set you free. And I'm just so glad that we're talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it just fires me up. But I I think what you said, I mean, I'm so with you. I fear that we have come to this place where God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and he is called holy for a reason that God has become too casual for us. And, you know, we see that in the gospels, Jesus says, if you obey my commands, you will be my friend. And so what an honor, what a privilege it is that we get to be God's friend. And, but sometimes we hone in on the friend and we forget that we are meant to fear God. Yeah. And you might've mentioned this verse, but there's a verse that says, let the Lord be your feared 
fear, let him be your dread. Mm. And so even first of all, who is this God that like, yeah. he, and so, and I think that God is so vast and we have to remember that the rest of our lives here on earth, the rest of eternity, we will still be figuring out how amazing God is. And so I think even for us in our flesh, it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to grab on to both of those at the same time and all of who God is. And so one time, sometimes we go to one side and I think I see a lot of going to that one side of a friend, but then again, forgetting the fear of the Lord. And Carol, you talked on this, but um, you know, one of Jesus' disciples was John and the gospel of John and John was his friend. And we even see in the gospel that <laughs> I love John. He's like writing his own book. He's like, John, the disciple that Jesus loved. It's like he is the one who was ready. Yeah. I just love that. He just loves Jesus. He just knows that he's so loved by him. We see in the gospels that he was reclining at the table with Jesus with, with his head on Jesus. He's, he is so intimate with Jesus. He is friends with him. They do ministry together. Um, you were the one who mentioned this girl. So I'm kind of taking, <laughs> taking what you yes, said, but okay. I just think it's so good. Like, you know, that was John and that was his relationship with Jesus was a friend. But then we come into Revelation and we and John sees Jesus in his glory and he cannot even he is overcome by his holiness, mm-hmm. majesty and awe of Jesus. And this is the same person. And I think that that is such a good example of how we are to view God. Yes, he is our friend. Yes, he walks with us. And we are also at the same time supposed to bow down and worship him. Mm-hmm. We are to have the fear of the Lord and we are to keep the Lord in that place in our minds. And so, yeah, like you were saying, you know, and the fear of the Lord, it's not so commonly talked about. And this is a dangerous view. If we don't have this, this is dangerous if we don't have this healthy view of God with the fear of the Lord. And that's why at Jeremiah's call ministry, we're talking about these verses. We are preaching, warning and teaching. Because it says in Ezekiel that God is jealous for his holy name. And then in Numbers that he is jealous for his glory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now we're in a time where we fear everything but the Lord. And I think you talked about this. And, you know, we have fear of man. We're fear of COVID, death, war, et cetera. But the fear of the Lord, it just falls at the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. No, that's good. Um, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and I think <laughs> even she agrees. <laughs> oh, she's like, "Amen, amen." I Can I get it's it not too loud. But... Can I get it? <laughs> so sweet. Um, she is a worshiper, though. Yeah, <laughs> she is a worship worshiper. Yeah. She there are like some holy moments that we've had where I've had conversations with friends, or I have my worship music on, and she lifts her hands and she looks <laughs> up and she looks like she's in deep worship. Oh, I, I tell you what, she loves Jesus. That's such a, <laughs> it's amazing. But um, yeah, but I also want to say too, we really are getting into the last days and so much closer to Jesus' return than we ever have been. Second Timothy three one says, in the last days there will come times of difficulty. And in Matthew we see that, um, what does it say? Just that the wars. there will be. The wars and, um, yeah, rumors of wars, these things, rumors of wars, nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famines, Mm -hmm. earthquakes. 
there are things that are be happening. It says all of these are the beginning of birth pains. And how are we going to endure these things? If we're fearful of COVID right now, right, right. we are, there is so much more to come, but how will we stand in these last days? How do we not crumble under the pressures? How do we not um, crumble under these fears that are to come? And I think that the answer is the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so you guys, we need to get the right perspective of who God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there anything you would encourage people to (laughs) do? Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to have a time of, we're going to try to start ending our podcast with a time of activation. Okay. So we talked about all of this. What do we do with this? First, I'm going to encourage you guys. Number one, go after you listen to this podcast, go spend time with the Lord and repent for the ways that you have not been fearing him and regarding the Lord as too casual. Have him to search your heart and show you. And repent of anything that you've been fearing more than him. And then next, I just say, you know, spend time with some of these verses that we talked about. Go find verses on fear of the Lord and make praying the fear of the Lord part of your daily practice and building into your time with the Lord. I think that if we just get this right, everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's my encouragement for you. And I think it's so good that we listen to what we're saying, but go and make this a part of your life. And um, yeah, maybe if you want to say something else, Carol, that would be great. But maybe at the end, we just pray a blessing over everyone for this. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, and something to pray, I think Mallory, um, Mallory, I've talked about it already, but just Psalm 8611, just pray Psalm 8611 over yourself to unite your heart, to fear his name, but also Mm -hmm. to pray, help, ask the Holy Spirit to help give you the right perspective of God. You know, sometimes we, Mm -hmm. um, he is our friend, but he is our creator and our judge and so many other things too, as you learn his names. So I just think this whole topic, Mallory, I'm so grateful you brought it up. I'm so grateful it was on your heart. And um, I know as a ministry, it's on our heart. We're excited to do the study and we'll let you all know when that's ready, when that's ready to go. But I just want to end with maybe this quote um, or a passage from Isaiah where it says the spirit delights in the fear of the Lord. And when we are surrendered to the Holy Spirit, friends, the fear of the Lord is our delight also. And the great awakening during that time of John Edwards was the work of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. And it resulted in holy fear and awestruck wonder and dread, delight, the whole thing. And may that be us one day that we tremble at his Mm -hmm. word, that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling um, as um, the New Testament writers tell us. So, yeah. And I guess, you know, let's. You know, we want to thank you all for joining us today. But, yeah, let's let's pray the blessing over them. Mallory, do you want to do it? Do you want me to do it? What what do you want to do? Yeah, I'll start. And if you have anything, then just jump on in. Okay, great. (laughs) Lord, we love you, God, and thank you that you are the king of kings, that you are the Lord of lords, that you are sitting on your throne right now, Lord, and nothing will take you off your throne. Lord, not even Satan, not even um nothing will take you off your throne, God. And that brings me so much joy, so much hope. And Lord, I pray for everyone who is listening to this podcast. Lord, I pray that the word of God, that it just comes into their spirits, Lord, and that you water it and grow it, Lord. And that would you change our eyes, change our hearts to be so fixed upon you. Lord, I pray for the spirit of the Lord to fall upon us. Give us wisdom and revelation and understanding and the knowledge of who you are so we can walk faithfully, Lord, so we can give you the praise and honor that you are calling us 
um, to live in because you are jealous for your name and you are jealous for your glory. And so God bless everyone here. I bless that time to um, just sit with you and Lord, that you would speak so clearly to each of them and that you would just press upon their hearts so kindly and so lovingly. Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> that was wonderful. And thank you all so much for joining us today. And thank you for being our first remote testing subjects. <laughs> so um, yeah. we hope we hope it sounds okay. And uh, we're just trying to make things easy for, um, especially Mallory, having her two little kids. And and um, but you know, still God is so great in, in helping us figure out how to get these messages out. And so, if you have any questions or comments, please drop us a line at preparetheway at jcmcolorado.com. Or like Mallory has said before, uh, please rate our podcast. We'd love to to see the encouragement to continue on with um, these kind of.